Cool, man. So how's the wifey doing good? Everybody's doing good? Tom? Yeah, she's good. Yeah, he's whatever. I don't who God only knows how he is, man. Ask me in an hour, he'll be awful. Ask me in another hour, he'll be fantastic. Who fucking Dude, knows? Real quick before we get going, I gotta tell you that episode I listened to, and y'all were talking about his son was bowing up to him a little bit. <laughs> and you're like, dude, you need to whip his ass because he's getting he need to put him in his place. <laughs> Yeah, That's always- he told me about that because, you know, we have a 17-year-old. And so he's like, he's testing his boundaries as a man or as almost man. <laughs> That's yeah, dangerous yeah. territory. That's yeah. dangerous territory. I remember looking at my dad one day and being like, yeah, I bet I could fuck you up if it came to it. I just remember like I was a kid and all of a sudden I woke up one day and saw him and I was like, yeah, I feel pretty confident now. I'm starting, I'm starting to get some gains. I'm jumping a little bit higher. But no, I still never, I still never stepped to him. Jesus Christ, no, no, even now. Oh, even now, he's got old man strength. You never, you never count old man strength out. No, they no got, they're, got, they're, you know, not as good as they once were, but they're as good once as they ever were, right? <laughs> they only have like two moves, but they're the two moves that just fuck you up. So it's like you're, you're like young and cocky, and you want to go for like twelve rounds. He's like, look, man, I'm just. I'm just going to beat your shit in in like one knock. So right. I'm never, I, I, I don't have that kind of endurance the last 12 rounds. So I do it in one. <laughs> I'm just going to, how about I fuck you up in 10 seconds and we call it a day and go get dinner. <laughs> Man, like I said, Kurt, thanks for coming on. Dude. I'm so happy to have you. I'm glad to get the other half of the half hour bros on. Uh, and like Tom was great and I'm super excited to have you on, man, because you guys, like I said, you're one of my favorite pods. You're one of the pods that I listen to religiously. There's like five of them. And you guys are one of them. Mm-hmm. And I think you that guys means are great. a lot. You guys are great. You have great conversations and, and yeah. So yeah. I think this is going to be the closeout to our collab season um, three. Yeah. And uh, so you're our last, your last one, is but not three. least, but not least, definitely not least. No, I always, always say the best for last. That's three seasons though. You guys have done this for three, three years. Yeah. No, no, um, no. No, we, we, we cut our seasons in 12 at 12 or 13. Yeah, so oh, yeah, okay. Just, we just started like this year, like January. Okay, yeah. I was about to say, man, I knew I knew when Tom went on, I, I didn't think you guys were that old of a show. No, no, and and what we do is each season is a is a different theme that we go with. So the first one was just all over the place. The second one we did mental health. Um, this one we did all collabs. Next um, season we're working with some soldiers that have you know been blown up like american badass tour so yeah you know that that sort of stuff i just told my wife before i walked in i was um she was asking what show am i going on and i was telling her about it and honestly you guys have like one of the best open concepts like the the fucking coverage zone that you can hit with what you talk about is so big and it's like the the hashtags anything you put out everything is so marketable about like the show that you have and I remember uh, when Tom did his episode, he got off and he goes, yeah, they cover some real shit on there. <laughs> He's like, yeah, they cover, they cover some like real, real shit on there. And uh, yeah, I, I love your guys show though. I think it's probably one of the smartest indie podcast concepts I've run into out here. Thanks man. I really Mom, appreciate thanks. that coming from you too. Cause you guys are brilliant and coming from you guys. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Thank God. All we have to do is just drink beer and act like, like pieces of shit for fucking 36 minutes. That's a lot easier. Trust but, me, that's a, but, it's a but, lot easier. But the thing about it, Kurt, you guys are so like in tune with the world mm-hmm. and you hit some real stuff that everybody's talking about or thinking about and you hit it and you, you guys talk about it pretty frankly, which is great. And that's what we're trying to do. But unfortunately, we kind of got to 
watch our boundaries a little bit due to the active duty thing. But uh, no, you guys hit it hard. I mean, which I'll talk about last, which I'm going to get into in this episode. Uh, last episode was huge. Um, the, the whole, you know, pulling out of Afghanistan and everything, you know, that is to a lot of soldiers that are invested in Afghanistan, that, that really pulled their heartstrings pretty hard. Yeah. I've, I've fished for those moments just because I know that he's been in the military. So anytime I can find a yeah. way to connect, cause it was a real thing. Like, you know, we're brothers, we're eight years apart. Right. I was shit. I was like 10 years old when he went into the military, like nine 11, all that shit happened. Mm-hmm. And he just shot out and deployed and like, you know, he was my best friend at the point. So it was like losing your best friend. And then he comes back and he's like this completely different person for a couple of years. Like it's, it's one of those things that I like to tap into anytime I get the chance. Cause yeah. it's such like a raw moment in life. Like, yeah, I'd like to hit that tonight yeah, for definitely, sure. Definitely. Definitely. So we'll get started. Let me call my son real quick. He's playing, he's checking in. I'm gonna call him real quick and uh, we'll get to it. He's a, uh, he's a crazy little, do y'all have kids? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Tom, Tom does, but not. not. Yes, so Tom we, does. Excuse me. Yes, Tom does. So we were, um, we were thinking, he well, he wants to go trick-or-treating by himself this year. And so I'm like, well, you sure you don't want mama to go? <laughs> and how, how old is he? He's 10. 10? I mean, <sighs> that's hey, tricky. Call check in. I feel like it's uh, okay, my last year. Bit, I'm just I'll hanging on. Done, okay? Yeah, that's that's the toughest one. Um, right, buddy, my, niece is, my niece is 14, uh-huh. and that's like my favorite person in the world is my niece. Like, I babysitted her. I was there when she was born. I took her to all these places. And now, like, my brother's calling me, and he's like, I don't, I don't know, man. She's just like a little human now. Like, she's a whole person. She's 14. Yeah. She's got these, like, she's, he's like, you know, she'll just walk in with a fucking political view. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, get the fuck back in there. Like you're seven. And she's like, no, you know, I'm 14. Yeah. And it's just, it's weird. Yeah. I get, I get holding on. Cause I would, I would hold on to every last like day before they're just, before they realize the world is just shit, you know? Yeah. We have a 17 year old, like I said, he's a senior this year and this is probably the most important year of my life thus far. And he has no understanding of this. He's like, yeah, I think homecoming's coming up. I don't know. I'm like, boy, get it together. This is a very important year for me. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you know how much work I've put in for this one fucking year? Like, I've been waiting for this your whole life. Your whole life. Like, We've been throwing I, money out the window for 17 years, hoping this goes off without a hitch. <laughs> right. I mean, chunking that money out like it's going yeah, like stop. that's like when when you grow up, you think back and like I think back to my parents and I'm like, God, these people just wrote fucking checks when I was a kid, like getting hurt school right. <laughs> when i got a car anytime i had like a stupid mistake in life you don't think about it you're yeah. like oh yeah yeah you know my pops he went and paid for it you know he pulled some money out the money tree and went and gave it to the guy <laughs> and then you get like your- our oldest threw a rock at, a, at somebody's uh, they were playing um baseball without baseball they had rocks and sticks <laughs> and he swings back and i mean he got the hit so you can't be too mad at him but also he broke a window so you know um, that was costly. I call it a wash. I call it a wash. It's a good <laughs> shot. And I'm sorry about the window, but that was a hell of a shot, kid. <laughs> I'd ground you, but you knocked the shit out of that one. But yeah, no, yeah. I, um, if you would have struck out, you've been fucked. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. If you would have, if you would have shanked it, your ass would have been mine. But, but no, I just, I think back now that I'm like, I'm 31 and we're getting mortgages and electric bills yeah, and like man. taxes. I think I'll call my dad sometimes just be like, thanks, man. Like, seriously, like, thanks. You guys spent a shit ton of money 
hoping I just didn't take a left turn and all of it was just squandered. Yeah. yeah definitely. Same. That's crazy, man. Y'all ready to do this? Mode. Yes. You ready, Kurt? Crazy oh yeah, definitely. Bitch. That was a good, that was a good pre-show. I like that. Yeah, I like it was. I know. We should record that. It oh, is we, recorded. Oh, we did. Never mind. <laughs> That's perfect. I'm glad somebody got that down. That was good. <laughs> well. All right. Let's start. All right. Here we go. Three, two, one. How long have you been in the Navy? Oh, me a life. I'm Jamie Britt. And I'm Heath Britt. And together we are E14. We have 40 years of naval service. And each week we discuss a potpourri of topics, which we like to call smoke pit topics. These are real world topics that concern us, our marriage, and our Navy with a sailor twist. So join us each week as we dive into the deep end. Booyah! Hey everyone, welcome back to E14 Podcast. I'm Jamie Britt. And I'm Heath Britt. And together we are E14. Before we get started, let me put our disclaimer on. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of our own and not the United States Navy or our respective commands. So if you get your panties in a wad, get all butthurt, just take it or leave it. Yeah. Yeah. So welcome everybody. Today we got this crazy SOB from Georgia, <laughs> Kurt. From the Half Hour Bro Show, him and his brother Tom do a show, and I tell you, it's one of my favorites, man. Thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate it. I like how you uh, you always introduce me now. Like we went to college together, and we were meeting at like Pat O'Reilly's. You're like, oh, this crazy son of a bitch, here he is. I <laughs> mean, like- if you did come down here to New Orleans, and we were at Pat O'Brien's, he would probably introduce you as, as the a cra- same crazy son of a bitch. Exactly. That's it. You just every time I walk into the room, he's like, oh, you crazy son of a bitch, here he is. <laughs> no uh kurt man thanks for coming on the show dude you guys yeah. have a great show it takes me back to my my sea days when i was uh early in the navy when i was on those damn ships and when you get bored you talk shit and that's what you and your brother do but you put some good information in there some awesome topics but you guys have a great great conversation between each other and i appreciate it and it's a, it's a great show man i appreciate the uh the compliment that that kind of blows my mind man we got like a we got a small like you know we're in the indie podcast community yeah. so anybody tells you that they regularly tune in that's that's like a really huge deal because you get views and downloads and people will pass through it and an algorithm will put it on something but when somebody hits you up and says hey i like watch this every week i don't i don't think there's a better one than that yeah. and you know Heath's all-time favorite thing is shit talking so when he came <laughs> across y'all's show he was like baby Baby, and I'm trying to talk like a Cajun. Baby, you gotta you gotta listen to this. All they do is talk shit. <laughs> he just comes in. Finally, a show for us. Here we go. I'm finally represented. <laughs> finally represented. Exactly. Hey, before we get too deep into it, let's take a, a pause from a word from our sponsor. This is Vice. Request permission to entertain the audience with a limerick. A limerick, you say? Entertain us, you shall. If you want to make money for your show, get off your ass and search for Podgo. A simple way to make some cash and get a sponsor for your podcast. Apply online is all you do. Then Podgo will reply in a week or two. Is it really that easy? Well, if I did it, then it must be so. 
type podgo.co. One more request, if it pleases the vice. Okay, fine. Proceed if you will. For all who request a Podgo account, tell the E14 podcast is how you found out. All right, welcome everybody back to E14 podcast. We got Kurt with us from the Half Hour Bros podcast. Hey, man, so the first time I heard you speak was on, I think it was on the Beer in Front, right? You did a show with the Beer in Front, right? What, the uh, the Beer Run podcast? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was the Beer in Front with Dave. Oh, That's okay, what? that one. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We also we had an old show, but yeah, the Beer in Front. That was a good one. Yeah, so that's when I first heard about you and Tom's show. You went on there, and you were you were kind of like plugging your show with Dave, and and then I went and downloaded it and listened, and I was it was an instant freaking hit hooked. for me. Yeah, I was yeah. hooked. I was hooked, and I've listened to it every Friday since then. That's crazy that that's where you that's where you that's, picked up on the show from. Yeah, because me and Dave are really tight, man. And that's before I really knew Dave, but I listened to his show, and you guys were on there because I'm a beer guy. I love beer. And and then you were on there, and after that, I was hooked, hook, line, sinker, man. Mm-hmm. I've listened to you, like I said, every Friday since then. This is back in like February, January, because I had listened to podcasts before we started ours. Then I got into them, and I started kind of getting ideas from all the other pods, and I just fell in love with yours, man. So tell me, what started for you guys? Uh, so I didn't know what podcasts were. They kind of just seemed yeah. like. My brother was like, hey, Joe Rogan has a podcast. And I'm like, you mean the dude that makes all these people eat like horse penis for $3,000 on a fucking reality show? Like he has a podcast. Like I'm not I'm not doing that. No, thank you. And then I listened to it, fell in love with it, called him up. And I was like, I don't think this is that hard, man. Like I'm looking at what they're doing. I'm looking at how to host it. I looked up how to the microphone equipment, how to record. I was like, I got an iPad. Um, I was like, I got an Amazon shopping cart. I was like, I think we can do this, man. Like, give me like three months. And I went in three months and I carved out like a little studio to where we record. And then that was it, man. We went from a iPad to iMac to uh, the worst kind of technology to a little bit better and kind of upgrading in that. But I just it was one of those things I listened to it and I'm like, this is doable. If you find something and it hits and you have something to talk about and you can fill it with content and it's original and it's something that people at least think kind of relates to you, then I mean, that's it. That's a whole show right there. Right. You know, I know you and your brother are close and and obviously Heath and I are married and close, but it it is something that to be said when you do a podcast together. I don't know if it's um, I I don't really know what the secret sauce is, but if you can make that work with your brother or your partner or whatever it is, and you, you also have a podcast with your wife, correct? Now we did. I'm hoping to start it up maybe under a different name. She uh she worked too many hours, but she's gonna be working less hours here in the near future. So I'm hoping we can get that one back started. Cause you're right, like hundred percent. There was something that happened to like me and her's relationship when we had like something to do together. This was like yes. a thing. It's me and it's yeah. you. This is time that we're gonna carve out away from vacations and kids, or you know, if you have kids like any responsibilities just kind of gets pushed out and let's make sure we at least meet for this amount of time to, to talk about shit. It is very important. That's a good you know, point. My dad said that whenever we first got started, he was like, you know, um, the, the art of talking to each other without, you know, your phone or Facebook or the TV in the background has been lost. And that's what we found through podcasting was just having real conversations like we've talked about and meeting new people. And that is, is a lost art almost. 
it it is it is i i noticed uh even with my brother like obviously with my wife we we grew a lot closer from it but even with my brother like i noticed we would find more time to hang out we'd get together more you know we'd have more excuses to to get together and get fucked up because you know we're like working on the show and getting stuff for production and you know really putting in the man hours we would spend five minutes and write probably four outlines and then take the other three hours and just get fucked up and bullshit but like in (laughs) that in that bullshit though we would you know, we would just be like, hold on. Like we'd have a notepad in the studio and we would just be chilling in here, drinking, watching videos, doing whatever. And we'd get on a riff about something and I'd, I'd write it down. I'd be like, that's good. That's good. We Something else I'd write it down. And we would just put those into the outlines for the show and kind of just bring them back up. A lot of them, a lot of it is recreation in a sense, as far as mm-hmm. like stories go and certain topics I bring up are ones that like, maybe we're on the phone and we get real heated about it. And I'm just like, ah, sh- sh- shut the fuck up, shut up. Just save it, save it, save it for tomorrow. Yeah, I'll, I'll right. see you on the, I'll see you on the podcast. We'll see how how it pans out then. And uh, I, I mean, that's it, honestly. But I did see our relationship go up a whole bunch after that. Yeah, because you guys are like, like I said, eight nine years apart. Yeah, thirty one, and he's uh, uh, whatever old as fuck is. I think thirty nine. I'm, I'm okay. guessing. I don't know. No, I think I'm, he's still, I'm forty. Because we were talking shit about how old he was last time, even though I'm like five years older than him. But I, <laughs> <laughs> he's i think he's my age yeah. I, I said dude are you like 37 this was this was like early this year he goes nah dude i'm almost 40 i'm like um, he he likes to use that he'll turn 40 next year because oh, i just 40, turned, oh, okay. yeah i turned 31 in july and he turned 39 like in may before me they oh, almost okay. had to do the math on that one shit yeah, i can't so i can't I, pushing 40 i can't be the one that fucks up his own brother's birthday like jesus right. christ <laughs> talking about how close y'all are yeah right <laughs> Because you talked, I mean, you guys growing up, so you were a little, little kid and he went off to the army. So you really didn't know him that well, probably. Right. I mean, no, at that point, he was the one that I had, he had to drag me along with him. And, yeah. uh, you know, my mom would always just be like, if you're going out, take your brother. And he'd be like, all right, let's go. And you know, I would, I would already be ready. Anytime he would go to leave somewhere, I would get ready to go in right. case like I got to go with him. Cause I didn't want to be cool and like hold everybody behind. So I would just be like by my door waiting. And then he would come in and be like, you ready? And I'm like, yep, let's go. And you know, as like a little seven-year-old kid, I'd shoot off, but we didn't, we didn't really know each other. I was, I was a kid. He was in his, you know, teenage, early 20 years. So he comes back, he comes back. I'm a little bit older now. I've gotten some life experience and it was just a weird transition. We went from being like older and younger brother to when he came back, we were just kind of like, you know, homeboys, like friends. Yeah. Like we just kind of, wow. we kind of kicked it. Yeah. It was, a, it was a weird transition, man. Like getting together, getting messed up, like getting like drunk with your brother, like for yeah, the first yeah. time and, and like really like going through the shit. And uh, yeah, at some point we just kind of became friends. That's awesome, man. Because I know like we talked to him about your first story and y'all were very, did y'all try to be scripted at first on your show? So, so we've gone through about like four or five rebrands on this show. Because we've just figured out stuff that in the beginning, we were like all bullshit, nothing serious, all mm-hmm. jokes, all one liners, all just laugh tracks. And then after a couple episodes, I'm like, this, this shit's not good. It's, you know, like we're trailing off. Everything's dropping. So I was like, all right, well, let's get serious. We're real political, hard hitting shit. Fucking Barbara Walters in your face, <laughs> you know, 60 minutes, <laughs> like real shit, like really like look you in the eye and say, what the fuck's going on? And then we looked and then the views were going back down. So I was like, all right, obviously that's not clicking. So then I said, what about just a steady mix? Like we're on the phone. We'll bullshit a little bit. We'll catch up on the family. See, you know, what ridiculous thing happened this week and then get into 
what do you think about nuclear missiles? You know, for the ending of it. Yeah. Yeah. Bam in your face. In your face. You know, it was good <laughs> because you guys had it in. Y'all had to endure. When'd y'all start? Uh, we're in the second year. We started right at when COVID started, like right okay. at the very beginning. So you went from in studio or out of studio, zooming or whatever you, you know whatever y'all did and then in studio together. Cause I know he would drive to your house and pick up a beer for the, or the drink review and y'all would record. And then this new uh, COVID whatever started again. So y'all had to go back out of, out of, stu- out of studio, it had to be separated from each other and do it over zoom. That's a lot of back and forth, man. I'm how did y'all keep the middle power to keep going so, through? Cause that's a pain in the ass. So at one point, at one point, I kid you not when it was uh like, the COVID was kind of dying down. We actually recorded in my car. We both had mask on and we recorded in my car. Uh, he said in the back seat, I said in the front, sorry, I had to do my sentence real quick. He said in the back seat, I said in the front and then we had the two mics. We were just holding them up. I had the iPad right here plugged into an audio interface yeah. and we both had uh, headphones on and literally he sat like back into the right of me and we would record. And then we did zoom. I've gotten, I've gotten a little better on Zoom. As our microphones got better, we were able to to do more like out of pocket shit. Like Zoom wouldn't sound as choppy. You know, the video yeah. wouldn't be as lagged. I could pull stuff. And then, you know, at some point, I mean, I got my first shot of the vaccine. So he's gonna start coming in studio now since I've gotten it because they're all vaccinated at his house. Yeah. And uh, you know, I want to see my niece, nephew, rest of my family, and shit like that. So I got the first one, and I'm I'm gonna go back for the second one, but. He's coming over uh, now. So from this point on, we'll be back in studio. But a lot of trial and error, um, a lot of re-records, a lot of episodes that we did 45 minutes. And at the end of it, I said, all right, man, I'll, I'll send you another invite tomorrow. And we'll do another episode and just completely trash it because it just something about that Zoom when you when you've been used to it'd be like you guys. It's like it's yeah. like, say, if she had to go out of town for like four months. Right. And you had to film every episode out of a laptop in like a Hilton Gardens. And he's yeah. like right here in the studio. There's just a natural disconnect. You can't get your you can't get the vibe across with like a, a six millisecond lag. Right. No, you're right, man, because we almost had to do that because I was going to do some uh, going to I was going to go to a. TBI traumatic brain injury clinic in, in Portsmouth before I retired, but I couldn't do it due to other stuff. So we were getting ready to like plan that out. So we could every week we could do an episode and not, right. and not miss that, that drop. And I'm, I wish I'd have gone, but I'm glad I didn't do to the podcast part of it because that would have been a pain in the ass. Cause mm-hmm. most of the time the, the Wi-Fi at a hotel isn't as good as the one at your house. No, not unless you got the premium. The uh, my pops has been going for business for twenty years, and he has a platinum at Hilton, so he gets like the platinum Wi Fi. He gets like the drinks in the cooler when he walks in. He's <laughs> he's been staying in hotel rooms for almost thirty years. Right. Uh-huh. Let's talk about pops real quick, man. Poppy, oh, man. Right? fucking pop, fucking poppy, dude. That's that guy's <laughs> undefeated, undefeated. I, it's not it's not about being the the best dad in the world as far as what you did with your kids. It's yeah. just about the relationship you have after your kids are adults. I think, right. I think if your kid grows up to be an adult and he looks back and says, you know what, you did a lot better than most of these fucking guys out here. And you kept me from doing a lot of shit that would have fucked me up. That's, that's basically dad of the yeah. year right there. Yeah. yeah so that yeah. that's poppy right there. Poppy. He did what he could, you know, they were better with me, you know, so I was the second kid so that they, they were kind of ready for this one. 
But I mean, I, I wouldn't take it back for anything. It's, he's he's one of my best friends now, which is cool to say about your dad. No, that's awesome. That is. And I love the episode. You did an episode with him where it's just you and Poppy talking shit about Tom. And then Tom did one talking shit about you. <laughs> <laughs> it was great, man. No, dude, he's a good he's a good guest. I, I, I actually enjoyed that episode, both of them. Look out for retirement. Look out when Poppy retires in a in a year. I think it's some change. We're getting him set up. We're gonna buy us all his equipment and stuff, and, and uh, kind of retirement gift. We're gonna get him set up. He's gonna do his own show. I'm gonna get him oh, set up to do one because wow. it's That's just perfect. it's the it's the tip of the iceberg with what you've heard from him. Because I mean, we're both his kids. I'm telling you, when I was younger, that mofo was fucking nuts. Like <laughs> I say some outlandish shit now, but that dude was the originator of just outlandish shit. Just Heel, wild, Heel. wild shit. Just I, I got a little the bit Godfather. Of that, I got a little <laughs> bit of that Kurt from uh the I think it was the one that Tom did. He was talking about being in Walmart and this person started raising hell and Poppy <laughs> had to freaking squirm away. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think um I think that was I think that was mine and his. That was my cousin Jacob. Oh, yeah. Jacob. I remember yeah, yeah. that. I remember Jacob, that. Because the dude was kind of messing with Jacob, your cousin, and Poppy had to step in. Yeah, he's um uh some of my cousins in uh Mississippi are mixed. Because yeah. my aunt, my aunt married a black guy. So I have some right. cousins that don't exactly look like me. And, you right. know, when you're in Mississippi doing anything, it, it, you know, you, you run liable to get run up on by somebody, to be honest yeah. with you. And a shout out to Poppy. He uh, spent a lot of time in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, which is near, not to, but it's about an hour and a half from here and about an hour and a half from where I grew up. So he's been to the motherland. Oh, tons, tons, man. Tons, <laughs> oh, tons. He has so many stories of, of like all throughout that part about going to football games, he'd go to like old Miss games and then this yeah. game, and he would like work the snack stand so that he could get like free admission in when he was a kid. Yeah, like he, I'm, I'm telling you, and he's been on the road for like 30 years. So the amount of stories he has that bullshit people have fed him, I'm telling you, he's he's gonna have his own show. I don't care if I need to carve out time in my life to like co-manage that show and right. even help him write outlines and stuff. I think mm-hmm. uh, I think there's a whole generation of people that would tap into what he's saying. No, yeah. I would definitely. Because life you, on the road with Poppy. I tell you what, that kind of resembles <laughs> my life one. a little. My life a little bit, you know, being gone a lot. I mean, more at sea than on the road, but but it's all the same shit. Yep. So yeah, a life away from home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were just on the wet road. That's all it was. Yeah, you were on the road. ocean road. There you yeah, go. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So so you and I'm. I want to kind of brag on y'all a little bit on your last episode, guys, whoever's listening, if you haven't listened to the half hour bros, uh, watch it, listen to that show, especially the last episode. Cause you dug deep <laughs> in like Af- Afghanistan and the pulling out you and you and Tom dug deep into that. So you, you like to tap into Tom's military service sometimes. It's cool too, man. Cause it's something very rare. It's like, say if, you were in the Navy and then she yeah. was like this professional ax craftsman that made like these giant custom giant wood pieces, you know what I'm saying? That sold for right. like hundreds of thousands of dollars. And you two just happened to be on a show together at any point in time. You would just want to pick that person's brain about something that they, they know so, so much about. And right. honestly, that the average like civilian, I guess you would say knows diddly shit about the military. Yeah. They don't know a single fucking thing. I know so little. The news tells you so little, which any of it's true, if any of it's true. But the part that is true, you barely know what the military is. And every chance I get, I just want to pick his brain because I got to feel that people out there would love to just have a little bit better insight on the military and what really goes on and what your taxes do. And, you know, 
yeah, maybe he went over there, but maybe he didn't want to do every single thing that he that they had to do while he was over there. Maybe he didn't necessarily agree with the politics. Then you can mm-hmm. talk about somebody in a war fighting it that doesn't 100 percent agree with. You know what I'm saying? Like there's just there's just a lot that people who haven't served just would never know. And I love to know it. You know, and you, you brought up the pulling out of Afghanistan, which is a big controversial topic um, amongst veterans because, you know, when when a member deploys, well, I'll take it all the way back. When a member deploys, there is a lot of trials and a lot of heartache that comes along with that deployment that we don't really talk about. Right. You know, Heath and I um, were just married and I deployed for a whole year and was boots on ground for 330 days. That's got to be rough on, on oh, both sides. My, That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, we had our first big marital fight over, over phone, over Facebook, Messenger. Uh, Facebook, Messenger, <sighs> text. Um, and, and and not to mention the kids getting in trouble at, at school or the things that break in the house. And you go through all of those trials and you make it all the way to the end. And I can just imagine how it feels when you pull out of that area and you're like, what did I do all of that for? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's a really good point. It it really like that would, that would mess with me mentally. If I know that I put that kind of sacrifice and I lost friends that I knew and people get killed that I was over there with, like to know that you literally, the government literally kind of sacrifice human lives and then through their own, you know, whatever kind of fucked up plan they have in the end could just go right back in. And it's like you would you would think that if you built a house and the second you built it, some guy walked by and kicked the bottom board out and the whole shit fell. You're like, well, yeah. then what the fuck are we here for two years building this shit for? Right. All this lumber, all these nails. We put in goddamn carpet in this shit. All like, that blood, yeah. all that sweat, yeah. all, the, all that went into it. And it's like that. And I feel like that's what most of the veterans are are feeling at the moment and that's cool that y'all went back to that because it it is controversial you know a lot of people say well let's bring our our troops home okay well you know that's that's great as well but you know it, it's both sides have an argument yeah I, I i just as somebody that's not in the military i just i've always been a firm believer of all these people that would always yell, just bring them home. Like, especially in the, in the midst of war, when they were like, get our troops out of there. And it goes, you do realize if we get them out, the next time we have this dance, we'll be here. Mm-hmm. You don't understand. Right. Like we're going to host the next game. We're, we're going to be the home team next time. They're going to fucking land right in front of us. And we'll be the ones in the streets with fucking Humvees going by and windows getting shot out. So, I mean, it did come to a point where you can either go over there or they can just come all the way over here. But somebody was going to go somewhere. Yeah. And no, sometimes just be thankful somebody's willing to do that for you. Right. And Kurt, honestly, as a guy, you're 31 years old, not in the military, for you to realize that, that's huge. Mm-hmm. And that means you're in tune with the with the damn world. And, yeah. And I'm in, I'm in tune with my brother, too. And he cued yeah. me into a lot of shit when he came back because he had a little, uh, you know, some PTSD and some problems like right. that. And I really just saw, like, you really did just sacrifice yourself. Like it paid okay and you ended up okay, but you really did just offer your entire self up to this organization. Right. And after talking to your brother back when we did a show, I think it was in April, he wasn't just some soldier. He was a, he was a top notch soldier from the way he talked because he would have made a career if it had gone his way. 
Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll, yeah. Oh, and he's just even before military, he played Trivial Pursuit. Yeah. He's just he's just one of those people, man. He was just naturally just so book smart. Like he was so gifted and yeah. just ran random shit. Our whole family, just random shit. We're just a Jeopardy family, basically. Yeah. We yeah. have the most useless potpourri amount of knowledge you could ever just fucking imagine. And yeah, he probably could have gone far, but I think getting out and going into uh, contracting was a good move. Yeah, because he's an IT now, like a computer geek. Yeah, now he's a shit. Now he's an IT guy. He just got a new uh, pay grade there, and I think he's a uh, he's on deck to be the supervisor. Nice, because the supervisor. Wow. So, so I don't know if he's gonna take it or not. But yeah, he's um, yeah, he's always been analytical to a point no. where you really just don't like him. <laughs> well, to be I, honest I, with you, let's talk about Jeopardy now. So there was a few episodes where you you went head to head with the uh, the Big Brother. I That's love it, y'all's, yeah. y'all's Jeopardy. Jeopardy shit. That was probably what got me hooked to y'all show. Honestly, that I, I got to bring that back. Listening. I got to bring that back. That's that's a good point. Dude, and it was back and forth. It was tit for tat. You would spank his ass and he would spank your ass. And I think you end up winning overall. I did win overall. I did win overall. Barely, but I won. Man, but barely. Think, think about it, dude. You're born. What year were you born? 90? 1990. Okay. You still are nailing the 90s trivia. Yeah. Really alive there. I mean, you were a little kid. So you you held your own, man. You ended up taking him over. Did he ever wash your effing car? That was the bet. No, that was the bet, man. He never washed my car. He ended up oh. giving me two vouchers to have a free automatic wash at one of the like fucking rinky dink <laughs> suds and whistles shop down the fucking street that has rotating fucking corn dogs at the cash register when you go to pay for them. <laughs> so that's all I got. Well, I'm gonna hey Tom, if you listen to this, you're a cheap son bitch. You should <laughs> treat your little brother better than that. It, it's it's one of those by the armor all in the little vending machine, you know, the armor all wipe. Or at least just take a sandy wipe and wash my fucking tires off or something, man. I'll I'll <laughs> spit on the rim and, and fucking kick it with a toothbrush. Like I'll take anything at this point. But we gr- <laughs> growing up though, to the point that like the 90s trivia, I grew up, I was the youngest kid. My brother was born in 82. My parents are older because I'm the second kid. So every movie we watch is an old movie. Every, you know, I mean, what other person that was born in 1990 can quote Spaceballs from start to finish? Nobody, dude. I can Nobody. quote I can quote the movie Spaceballs while it's playing 90% from start to finish. You and I haven't why? seen it in a year. Because you were brought up the right way. Right, right. right. Robin Hood men in tights. I can quote Robin Hood men in tights. Um, All that all that shit, because when I was growing up, that's all they were watching. They were watching older movies, older references, you know, 70s, 80s references. I grew up on like fucking Billy Idol and and just like the Eagles and just meatloaf. I was in a meatloaf when I was like fucking 12 years old. I was like the biggest meatloaf fan for some reason. I, I like streamed one of his concerts and I had like a lighter in the living room at like 12 years old. And I'm just like, and I'm listening to like it while I'm like organizing my Pokemon cards, I'm listening to a fucking meatloaf concert. So it was, it was, it was a weird childhood. I was kind of our family. You kind of got treated as an adult from the time that you were cognitively able to put a sentence together. Right. And that's why y'all show is so good because even though he's eight years older than you, you still know the same mm-hmm. stuff he knows. There's no, there's no generation gap there. There is, yeah, but yeah. you would never know it. No, it's it's on the surface now. He gets me on a little bit of 80 stuff and I kill him on a little bit more relevant stuff. But right. overall, it's like general knowledge. We're very we're very neck and neck because we were I mean, we were brought up with sarcasm. My dad, yeah. I got spanked maybe a handful of times. 
But when he, I mean, when he said he was going to spank you, you got spanked. But <laughs> I learned from a very up. early age after like the third one, I was like, I don't like that shit. I'm going to, no. <laughs> I'm going to probably make sure that we don't come back to this. But I remember we had a guest bedroom that had nothing in it because my brother had moved out. So when I'd get grounded, he came in one day and he goes, you know what? I'm really tired of unplugging all this fucking shit in this room and taking it out every time I got to ground you. He was yeah. like, I have you two sets of clothes and there's a bed in there and there's a fucking closet. That's where you are for the next two weeks. He was like, I'm tired of unplugging shit. That's how I got grounded. I got moved to the spit. Like it was little shit like that, that now you'd get thrown in jail for, for the love of God. But as an adult, I learned so much from that because I just, it just taught me so much on how to conduct myself while I'm out in public and what to do, what not to do. Um, I got it real quick. Oh, sorry. That was barking. That's a pretty (laughs) dog. Real quick though. I got this, a, a story from, from, from when I was in school. So if you got a bad grade in school, like most parents would be like, I'm disappointed and you can't go to the, you know, spring invitational sock hop or whatever the fuck's coming up. But I got a I got a 12 on a poem quiz in school, a 12, one, two. I scored a 12 on it and I brought it home because he had to sign it and he puts it down. He looks at me, goes next time, son, I want you to get a zero on it because I can tolerate the fact that you just don't know shit. But to tell me that you studied. And you walked into this room and put everything you knew on a piece of paper and it was worth 12 points. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And he just signed it and handed it back to me. That is, that is, and this is what mine. you get. This is what you get right here. That's the right. byproduct of that. <laughs> but no, man, I know, I know you're a top notch dude at your job. I listen to y'all show. I know you kill it at work. I know you, you and you and the wifey kill it together. And I wanted to ask you about, you talked a little bit and we don't have to get into this. Just let me know. Say, you know, shut the fuck up, Heath. I'm good. Oh, I, I like where this is going already just by that little <laughs> disclaimer. Okay, go ahead. So when, when Tom got back from the army, you said he dealt with some shit. Yeah. And we are a military podcast. So I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about a little bit of mental health. Cause I know you and Tom both support the hell out of it. Okay. Yes. What did you see as a, so as a younger kid? I saw somebody who had left a little bit older version of me, but still young as far as the world goes. And what I saw come back was just a man, a guy came back, an adult, you know, if if it was my sister, like a woman came back, you know, like an adult person, he became, he went into this microwave and they, they aged him about 20 years with experience. And when he came back, it was just a different person. He was quiet for the first couple months, just kind of ate and sat there. He'd talk a little, Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's up? Hey, how was your morning? How'd you sleep? You know, just like a zombie. He would just kind of sit there and eat, you know, and just kind of enjoy being free. Just enjoy not being in a country where you hear fucking bombshells go off in the background and you're, you know, a hundred yards away from the strike zone or some shit like that. You know, being able to call your family on a, on one of those sat phones, I guess they call them, whatever they use. And the, the connection's shitty. And I got 10 minutes to catch up the last three months of my life, you know, to my brother and for a while, he just didn't talk about anything. And then, you know, any loud noise, any doorbell ring, he would, he would like fucking, he would jump and leap. And Fourth uh, of July was was a huge problem for him. It still is here in fireworks. It still is like, and he's just now, I mean, just now when I hit 30 and now I'm 31, he's just now telling me stuff that went on then. He's just now kind of like peeling back a little bit of like what he had to do when he was there and like experiences and stuff. It's only like his kids growing up and stuff. When he first came back, he was just, he was what he was over there. He hadn't transitioned yet. Right. So mentally he was still in the, in the, in the shit. 
Yeah, you could see it in his eyes. He just wasn't there. He was just, yeah. uh, my mom got sick. He had to come back. He had to go right back. But when he came yeah. back, when he came back, he was, you know, he was a son and like concerned and everything. But like you look in his eyes, you're like, dude, you're just, you've seen some shit. You can look at somebody and be like, hey, man, you've, you have experienced some shit. I can see it on your face. I can see it with the way you walk, you talk. Like you have, you have seen some things in your life. Yeah, it, it completely changed him. And I know Jamie can speak to that because he kind of dealt with the same thing. But I think when a, when a man or a woman goes to deal with some shit like that overseas, there's an innocence you're born with in the USA because you're not used to troops and tanks. Like we said, Humvees rolling through your town, right, destroying right. buildings or whatever. So you're born with this innocence of safety. And when these guys and gals go over there, they lose that innocence. And I think that that really messes with their head. What do you think? It's a, it's, it's a yeah. privilege, though, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I think, um, you know, just driving the couple of times we went through town and it was like um, outside of the outside of the base. And, and, and I wasn't in like Afghanistan or Iraq. I mean, I was in Djibouti, which you would think would be fairly safe, you know, but just a couple of times that we went out, it was like, don't stop. Don't don't get crowded like we had to block off traffic so that we could go from point A to point B without any kind of stop any kind of anything and i can only imagine how the you know men and women that go to these um well i i guess that was considered downrange but but you know afghanistan and iraq is like really yeah, you're in um, shit. really in the shit and i can it was only a hot imagine plate. Yeah. yeah yeah how how that would be because you know our our risks were not as as great as that those were yeah, because I know I never I always done the ships. So I was always on ships, you know, in the Persian Gulf, off the coast of all these countries, but I never been in them. I've been in Djibouti for a little while. I was waiting for the ship to pick me up, but but I tried to go Afghanistan. They're like, no, we need you to go to sea, blah, 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 go to another ship. So I never actually I'm you know, I'm blessed that I never had to. I'm I'm happy that I never had to uh deal with that that type of suck. And I know a lot of people that have, and they're not the same when they come back. And I know Tom had to deal with a lot of bullshit because the army ain't no joke, man. They the army sends you out there. You're <laughs> you're there for a minute. Yeah, yeah. He no. um he did he did quite the straight. You said both of you guys were in Djibouti, Africa, right? Yeah, right. Um, what year? My history teacher went to Djibouti, Africa, in the Navy when I was in school. Uh, anywhere 2007, 2000 to 2010 to 12. No, I was there in 14. You were there okay. in 16 to 17, right? Yeah, babe? 16 yeah. to 17 or 17 to 18. Okay, no, yeah, 14. My history teacher uh, just joined the Navy one day at like in really? his thirties, just wow. in his thirties. He said, I'm going to join the Navy. And we just, he's, you know, he went over to Djibouti, Africa, and then came back. And the next year he taught, he was just a whole different person. Uh-oh. Getting the ring of death. <laughs> I know. I see that. Goddamn Whoa. Canon camera. Jesus. <laughs> That's a camera. You know, you right, pay for light. all this fucking, oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah, you're well, good. You're good. All right, there we go. Now we're back. Okay. Yeah. Right. You got that down to art, man. You got to figure it out. Well, it's fucking, I charged it, but you know, looking at it yeah. now, it's not plugged into the outlet. So I don't think the battery charged very well without being plugged into an outlet. I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm going to do some research into that after this, <laughs> but I'm 99% sure you have to plug it in before it starts charging. Yeah. So I'll take that. You're probably one. right about that. Yeah. yeah that's, that's on me. That's on me, guys. I'll take that one. That's on me. All right, let's we'll fix it in post. That's fine. That's on me, guys. Everybody in the background, the sound crew. 
That's on me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll take I'll take that guys, one. Guys, calm down. Right. Calm down. That's so, sponsors. It's fine. We'll get back on track. We'll it's cool. Podgo, cool. we're good. We'll get back. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, trust me. We'll find time to run the Podgo ad. Yeah. No, that's that's <laughs> the one we're gonna run. They, oh, yeah. I, I quit po- with Podgo for a minute, man. They quit. They quit doing the Podgo ad. It was all the other shit they wanted us to do. Dude, I'm saying. I went to put my Podgo ad in <laughs> yeah. and I didn't see it. And I saw so I just put it under something and they were like, hey, you have to put it under Podgo. And I was like, you don't have a fucking tab. Yeah. And the guy was like, oh, my fault. We added it. So yeah, if you back, email them, they'll now. put it. Okay, cool. It's back now. All right. Thank God. I did. I did, dude. Because I was like, we did this Podgo ad. And we, you know, the one we have pre-recorded, we throw on there. And uh, and I was getting ready to put it. I was like, there's nowhere to put it. So we have one episode where it says, take a break from our sponsor. And then there's no damn sponsor. <laughs> he goes, welcome, everybody. Welcome back. back. <laughs> I've, had a, I've had a couple of those where we finish and he looks, he goes, did we even do the pod go out? I was like, fuck, I'll put it on the end. And I'll just click, I'll just click and drag it. So is Jerky Pro really legit? Jerky Pro is legit, man. If you order from there and use promo code bros, bros. We, will, we will get a kickback. I will tell you this, the, the portal to get into to, to redeem the money after somebody buys it and you get the kickback. For yeah. some reason, they've made it so difficult. You might as well just donate it to a charity and just call it a fucking day. Because <laughs> I wish they just had a fucking donate to like UNICEF that I could just click. Like, fine, just right. take it. Because it's so goddamn complicated to get your money from them. But yeah, if you go on uh, jerkypro.com or .co, um, even if you don't use the promo code. So just just so you don't think I'm trying to sell you. Fuck no, the no, promo code. You, the promo I'm, code I'm doesn't do exist. I'm going to do bros. T- 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 take the promo code and just put it right here for just a second. You still keep it. Don't throw it away. It'll, you'll need it later. But even without it, it is the best beef jerky I've ever had in my life. Awesome. Awesome. Have, you, have y'all done, y'all supposed to do one where you go order the spicy stuff and try to eat it online. Did I miss that episode? Have you done it yet? You haven't missed it, man. I got to okay. wait for the, uh, for the other half of the half hour bros to, to do the one thing out of the million things that I do for this show, the one fucking job that you have is to order spicy beef jerky and you forgot <laughs> one thing. You don't edit. I do the TikTok. I've got the studio. I've got this fucking camera that won't charge. I've got everything down. I've got the perfect mess tucked right up under the rug. All you have to do is order some really hot beef jerky from a website we get paid from. But other than that, I'm I'm doing okay. It's been a pretty good Sunday. No, other Jay, than that, I'm fine. Hey Jay, so they have this. They're going to do this. Jerky Pros has a shit. You got to sign a waiver to order. Oh yeah. And I'm waiting for them little some guns from Georgia. They ain't Cajun. They're just some white boys trying to eat some spicy shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm waiting to see Kirk cry like a little bitch. In my, in my defense, <laughs> if I if I were to have one, because I'm about as Caucasian as it gets. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> I've 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 almost typed on my own hands thinking they were the iMac keyboard. That's how white I am. So I've, but I've got a Honduran wife. So I'm starting to blend the seasonings. I'm using hot sauce and shit when I cook it. Nice. You know, I'm not putting raisins in the potato salad, you know, white people shit like that. I'm not showing up 20 minutes early so that I can get a good parking spot. Like I'm I'm dialing it back and I'm letting the seasoning into my life. <laughs> well, I'm married to a Mexican. Jamie's Hispanic, but I can handle more hot shit than she can. Yeah, I don't like hot stuff. <laughs> mm, yeah. And I think when we got engaged, we were in New Orleans and we went to this pepper palace. Oh, yeah. And you had to sign a waiver to try this hot sauce. And I was thinking, like, I'm not going to let Heath outdo me. No, take, take first of all, before you get, I, I did it first. I took it like a champ. Yeah. And he got a sticker. I own that shit. So 
you got like, a sticker, eh? Yeah, sticker. I was thinking, I want that sticker. And I'm not going to let him Un- outdo me. Unbeknownst to me, I had no idea she was doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I saw on the waiver, I tried the hot sauce behind his back. I turn, he turns around and I'm like, I got a sticker. I mean, for the next six hours after that, I was throwing up. I was on the floor <laughs> in the New Orleans bathroom. In this dirty, on mother- the dirty floor, motherfucker, dude. Yelling for help. Dirty. I thought my insides were like oh. disintegrating. Dude, we're, we're on Frenchman Street. There's just if we're good thing about Frenchman Street in New Orleans, they had the best bands playing in the all all times of the day in the shithole bar. So I'm in there drunk, freaking, you know, free bird, you know. <laughs> and she's in the bathroom and she's yelling, I'm out there having the best old time. And she comes out hobbling like she just got beat up in there, but it was her stomach. I'm like, help, help. <laughs> Hours later, we go to one of the best po'boy joints in New Orleans. This place is legit. And me and we met a couple there that was in a hotel with us in the same hotel. And we're eating these great po'boys. Jamie's eating bread. And then she's going to go throw it up. <laughs> no worries. All for I, I appreciate, though, the the competitiveness. I, I, I appreciate that. Even yeah. if it made you sick. Even if it made you sick. If you could go back again, would you do it just to Hell get that yeah. fucking stick? You Thank you. But did Thank you die? You. That's that's how did I didn't you, die. Did you die. There you go. I, there you go. You can't ask for much more out of a partner. Oh man, it was awesome. I mean, that part wasn't, but it, but it was an awesome vacation. I mean, shit, you were hey, you weren't throwing up. That would have been awesome know. to me if I had a saw that. I would have got some popcorn. Nothing I could do. I'm not a doctor. I got to let it run its course. <laughs> if I can't get a chuckle out of it, what did we do it for? What exactly. was all that pain for? Exactly. I'm just a redneck, man. I'm here for the. I'm here for the beer. Yeah, I was yeah. the only sober, <laughs> the only sober person on Bourbon Street that night. <laughs> but she thought she was drunk. She was in so much pain. Yeah, I was she thought she was drunk. Yeah. Yeah, get her a seltzer and lime, and I would just sit there and put a quarter in the jukebox. We got some time to kill. It's, it's got to get out. I, you know, I'm I'm here for it if you need moral support, but that shit's goddamn funny. I'll hold your hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've had to do. I've had to do that with uh with my wife. We were married two years, and we drank so much. And I'm just like, I just like cut to like me holding her hair and she's like throwing up in the shower the whole time. Oh, she's like, I'm so, she was like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, it's fine. We're already married. I, I knew what I was getting into. Like, it's cool. I'm not, <laughs> nobody's leaving at 2 a.m. Like, it's fine. I got your hair. It's fine. Let's go. Let's, Let's get this. this out. Let's do this. So get back to, to your show, man. So you guys tell me about who you're hooked up with. It's like a promotion guy. I know you've done some interviews with them. You got to wrap uh, up. Oh, dude, they're good, man. God, I got to tell you, man, I am uh, I, I, I'm like floored that you're this much of a like that you've seen all the it's just crazy to bump into somebody that's seen all the episodes. Like I even have like some of my best friends that that they're like, oh, I missed last week's. But, you know, I'm like two behind, but I'm catching up. But like you are literally on target with every it, it it's cool to hear because it makes me think that we might have something that somebody would want to tune in every Friday and listen to. Like that's that's a hard thing for any show to get. It is. is somebody tuning in every single Friday, carving right. out their important consumer time to actually like listen to your content. I'll so it does. Honest, it, it means a lot. I'm gonna be honest with you, Kurt. Since I retired, I don't drive as much, so I didn't listen to it until early today. But it was still the same week. <laughs> that counts. That's still super fan status. <laughs> yeah, because I don't drive to work every day. I listen to y'all. Y'all are perfect driving podcast. Because by the time I get to work, it's almost over. And when I drive home, I finish it up on the way home. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, I listen to every episode I post, and I'll usually uh, I get to work pretty early, and I'll put it on. It's the perfect amount of time. Sometimes we have to go over thirty minutes. I knew when I made the name that I was like, "Fuck, man, there goes anything." And then after a while, I was like, "Look, man, I sometimes we need like an hour to get this shit out. Like we need to have like a a bigger episode." So, but to get to get back to the the promotion company, they're uh, the CEO guy, I guess you want to call it. He doesn't yeah. do it anymore. So I don't know if we're still with them, but um, we still got a couple sponsors coming up. I got a couple. I won't plug them now because we don't have right. them yet. I only, you know, I'll wait till they actually gotcha. have the money in my cash app. Then, yeah, then, you know, then you'll get the plug. Then it'll happen. Right. But right. until then, I'm just going to keep them in the treasure chest. But gotcha. we, we've gotten some stuff, man. Um, I got to be honest with you. The most money I've made off of this has been uh, doing logos, voiceovers and promos and uh, intros to shows for people. For other podcasts, wow. I got into I got into doing logos. I made the logo for uh, our show. I've made it for the Love Is Lit show. Mm-hmm. What me and my wife did. I've made it for okay. six six other shows. Um, yeah, uh, this is this is good, and, and we're building something that we could monetize like down the road. But right. I've actually seen just edit. I've edited a couple podcasts for some people. Uh, recorded uh, like a dozen voiceovers in different. You know, I used to hear the ones on the show. Yeah. Those are the ones that, you know, I record those and the people that have listened to the show have hit me up and been like, Hey, can you do a whatever, whatever for our show? And I've, I've actually made a couple bucks doing that. That's good, man. Good for you. Because we did the the thing I sent you to, to show Tom about the army sucks a big bag of dick. <laughs> Dude, that, that was, that was one of the ones we did for a, for a, a YouTuber. He's an ex army interrogator. Type oh, you made guy. that Jamie mm-hmm. did Jamie. Did. Oh, bro. Yeah, Jamie did. Jamie did. Fucking that. So, hilarious. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, that was until so we we heard that it was from one of his episodes he did because he did all this crap with the Af- Afghanis and it really saved a lot of lives and he didn't get the award he thought he deserved, which I agree with him a little bit. Yeah. And, right. and he said, the army sucks a big bag of dick. That was the like, his catchphrase. <laughs> so he took that and it was like, just threw it in there just because of the humor part. I don't think the army is such a big bag of dick. You know, I, I don't, I don't think that, but it sure is funny. No, I, I love the, I, there's nothing like the military is the only place that I've seen where there's so much competitiveness. There's so much, yeah. if you're in this branch, you're hard for this branch. Like these are my guys and like, yeah. fuck these guys over here. But then like when shit hits the fan, you all kind of look at each other with that, like appreciate it though. Like you're right. doing it too. Right. You know, right. It's, it's a different right. kind of thing. And maybe I'm doing this and maybe you're doing that, but at least, you know, we're here doing it. We took, we rose up out of that civilian spot into exactly. something a little bit. It's to me, I think of it as like a higher calling in like a sense to where it's not meant for everybody. Right. And you see, right. you see the right. ones that get into it and you're like, this might not have been for you. You know, you really right. got to have a type of resolve to, to go through that type of shit. You gotta have a short memory <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. I get pissed off a lot. Like 26 years, I was pissed off quite a few times, but you know, I, Suck it up and carry on. You know, that's all you can do. And Jamie does the same thing. She's pissed off a lot. I mean, I got hit on the head a lot of times, so I just have a short memory. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, I mean, I just forget about it the next day (laughs) because. I thought you were going to say you got hit hit on a lot. (laughs) Watch that, too. I was like, I'd have a short memory, too, if that many creeps kept coming up to me every day. I would want to forget yesterday, too. No. Danger, danger. And, you know, thanks to the TBI that I've experienced, I just, you know, don't remember anything. So. Guys are the worst, though. Speaking as a guy, we are the worst. Oh, yeah. So oh, I will. Man. Yeah, true. I will. He's he's a good one. I like to think I'm a good guy. My brother is 
undetermined at this point, but we'll get into it maybe in his 40s. But yeah, guys are just the worst. They're just the worst. I get it now. Being married and like seeing my wife and just being like, yeah, I'm sorry for all of us. I'm sorry for all of us that freaking are dipshits. Are we going to change? No. Are we a lot to handle? Yeah. Are we sorry? Sure. And sure. I hope that helps. And I, and I hope it does because we mean it. Because yeah. we do mean it. We are sorry, but we also mean this. We're just not going to change. But we are so deeply sorry, though. <laughs> so if that offers you any solace, yeah. I hope so. Appreciate it. So, no what's, so can you give us any teasers? What's coming up with the Half Hour Bros Show? Anything new you're working on? Can you talk about it? Yes. Now now, now we're going to do the hot jerky challenge. We have to. We, we have to. I, Got to, man. I'm fucking we have, I want you guys to do it. I wish you guys would do it. That would be hilarious. Mm, I just told you what happens when I eat. I know. Myself, I know. That's what I'm saying. I was I was trying to see if we could get part two on camera. Like, I want this immortalized <laughs> somewhere. When I'm having a bad day, I want to I want to pull that up. and I got to see this. Maybe. Help. Dude, dude, when are you thinking? Has he ordered it yet? No, nah, he hasn't. I can. I, I will. I haven't what talked if, to him, but I will if, guarantee you he hasn't. What if we ordered it? And we got on Zoom with y'all. Yes, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Jamie might wuss out, you know. I don't. I don't well, know. I mean, was... obviously, I'm going to do it. I'm just there letting you know <laughs> that the consequences are dire. What what, what days do y'all record on? Uh, Wednesday or Thursday, but we're usually a hard Thursday. I get every Thursday off. I put that in to to okay. get off. Okay, well, Jamie works late, but if we can work with our schedules a little bit, maybe we'll get on. Yeah, I'll do that while I'm on the road from New Orleans. No, what about might wreck? What about weekends? What do you guys look we like? We do weekends? Sundays normally. Saturdays mm-hmm. or Sundays were good, most for sure. Saturdays, but Jamie's a Navy recruiter, which is the worst job in the Navy. They work crazy freaking hours. It's not the worst job. No, you're not at sea, but still sucks for short duty. We can we can do Saturday or Sunday though. We can do that, and then uh, I can stitch it into the, to like the whole episode, and we can do like a. We'll do like an hour long episode and we'll have 30 minutes of it with us guys. And then I'll do like a front or back 30 with me and uh, Tom. Cool, man. That works for me. We'll, uh, I'll order it, I'll order it tonight. That way, when Tom gets off his lazy ass and orders it, we'll have it already. Now, it might now be moldy, but we'll have it. <laughs> it stays fresh for a very long time as a jerky pro uh, ambassador. I have to put the <laughs> disclaimer out here that jerky pro jerky stays fresh. For some would say even decades. That hasn't been tested yet because the company is only two years old, I think. But for it'll be good. It's fine. Okay. Bury it in the backyard and dig it up when your kids have kids. It'll be good. That way is a perfect jerky to send on a deployment because, you know, it takes forever to get the mail. So. That's right. That's true. So it'll be good. It'll be fresh. You hear that, so the, Jerky Pro? Sponsor us, too. Yeah. I try to give them a tagline. I think the best line I've said in the show in a long time was that if we had jerky pro over there, we would have wrapped that war up a lot fucking sooner. Yeah, Cause yeah. he was talking about MREs. And I told him, I said, if you guys had fucking jerky pro, you'd be storming. You had these shitty MREs. You're like flanking left and right. If jerky pro would have fucking airdropped in, you guys would have flew over there. Mm-hmm. That's right. You're so, right. It is good. Some of the flavors are a little out there, but it is good. That's good. No, I'm ordering spicy shit and we're going to do it together. And I'm going to watch you white boys cry like a little bitch. Hey, all right, man. I think it was one saltine talking to the other. I thought you were white. I thought that was the God, I'm Cajun. Yeah, man. I'm Cajun. I'm Cajun, dude. We're that, different. That is, we have a month. Just, we we have a month. Uh, it's just white people that crab boil. There's nothing different about that. It's just white people that use Zatarans and Old Bay. There's nothing. There's nothing. Well, <coughs> Maryland fuckers, you use Old Bay. We don't use Old Bay. We use Zatarans. You're right about that. Yeah, they're, yeah. 
Now, are you guys into comedy at all? Like stand up comedy, like comedians, like stand up comedians? Yes. Yeah. I love Absolutely. Yeah. Living in where you live, you have to know who Theo Vaughn is. Yeah, I've heard of him. I haven't heard him in a while, though. Is he legit? Okay. All right. Cool. He's one of my favorites. I watch his podcast. There's like seven uh, comedian podcasts that I watch throughout like the week, which I barely fit time. And I mostly just play him in the background while I'm editing or something. But yeah. Theo Vaughn, I would, I would, uh, I deep dive into him. He's pretty good. He's from Nola. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, and he's he's got some Cajun like stories and stuff when he talks about yeah. his family and where That's he funny. grew up and stuff and and all around there. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, there's some funny dudes down here. They're naturally funny, without trying to be funny. Oh yeah, he's he's good, man. He's good, and uh, yeah, I, I think I watch at least seven different fucking stand up comedian podcasts. There's there's a new one every week out there. I tell you a story real quick about we went to the Navy. When I was in South Texas, me and Jamie were still, I don't think it was before we got married, I think we were still dating. We went to this, the Navy, uh, the base put on a comedy, these USO comedy dudes that come on, they were good. And Jamie's hammered drunk, right? She's been drinking those uh, lemon drop martinis all night. Oh, lemon drops are the best. Yeah, they're God, good. They're, they're the good. best. So, God, she so took, and where we were at was an hour from where we lived. So the base was about an hour from where we lived. And I kind of didn't drink a lot because I knew I had to drop back. And uh, hey, babe, let them out. Let's let's out of my side real quick. Yeah, they're, they're we usually put them away. They're, Sorry, they're annoying the hell out of me right now. <laughs> anyway, so Jamie, you're going outside. So ja- Jamie's drunk as fuck, right? And, and it's, <laughs> it's time to go, and she's not ready right. to go yet. She's right. ready to freaking party some more. And I'm like, babe, we gotta go. She goes, you never let me have any fun. <laughs> Disclaimer: I am. Native American, which we don't talk. Well, I don't think we've ever said that yeah. on the show, and but they, I don't have the enzyme that processes alcohol. Yeah. So, okay. I'm one eighth Choctaw. So I get that. You know, Choctaw, you get it. Yeah. One eighth. Yeah. yeah. I got you. And I'm, I'm fireman carrying her ass out of that damn place. And she's a hot mess. She's like, she's not fighting me. She's ready to stay. Mm-hmm. So we get out the, the door and there's people in the smoking area right outside the door. And they're like, they look at her like, like, uh, What's her deal? I look at him. I just go, she's Native American. They go, oh, okay. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking at least she'll be awake. So somebody talked to me for that hour of freaking drive. Oh, Dude. shit. Yeah. Too much uh, fire water there, chief. Fire. Let's get oh, her out of here. Shit. Let's get her out of here. So I get her in the car before I even get the seatbelt on her. She's passed the fuck out. So not only did I have to fire carry her ass out of there, I put her in the car, seatbelt, and I had nobody to talk to you on an hour drive at midnight. Yeah, it's it's a fun thing. I mean, you never know who's going to show up. Uh, I drink and, you know, it could be cool. Uh, I could be chill. I could be falling over. I could be puking. I mean, it's it's a Russian roulette. Oh, it is. Yeah. I love that, though. That's the coolest shit ever. I let's, that's, um, that's how I was before I got married. And that's how my wife is sometimes. She has her ones where she drinks and she's like, oh, I'm this one today, you know, or I'm, you know, she's in a different mood and she drinks. She's like, oh, maybe I'm fucking your shit up today. Like, who knows? Who knows where <laughs> maybe else? Maybe I'm Mexican. Cat, cat. Yeah. Cat. Like, yeah. So that flair definitely comes out sometimes. But um, yeah, we, we've had a lot of experiences, man, especially, you know, Jamie's the first like Hispanic I've ever dated and married. So there's something good to say about that. I guess. Yeah. That's yeah. points. That's points. Yeah. This was the that was the first um I had only dated uh white women in high school and then graduated right. high school, dated uh two or three African American women and then right. 
um, never dated a Hispanic person before. And she was just at my house one day when I got home. She was on my back porch because uh, she had a second job with my roommate. So she was over there with her boyfriend, my roommate's best friend. So I come home and my roommate comes inside. I'm like, yo, who's this fucking smoke show on my goddamn back porch? Like <laughs> a goddamn fucking like dime piece just in some like cut off shorts and a tank top just sitting like sitting on my back porch. Like it's not my it's not July. It's not my birthday. I don't like what am I doing right now? I don't. This isn't like, you know. And uh, so I met her and then I saw her boyfriend and I was like, well, you're trash. Like you're like, you just never had a job, never paid for anything, just kind of shit human being. So I was like, I was like, I'm going to slowly phase you out of the picture. And then that's where I'll slide into the picture. Just be a decent guy. It's really crazy. It's really crazy what you can do in life if you're just a decent guy. So many women out there are just like, if I could just find somebody decent, because a lot of these guys are just like literally bottom of the barrel, break it open keep digging under the ground till you get to fucking Hong Kong and then check the soil there. And that's, that's where the guys are now. Yeah, like right. it's, right. it's the bottomest of the barrel, but yep. yeah, we slowly started talking. She broke up with her boyfriend. We started dating and then she moved in like shit a month later. Yeah. That, that, that sounds a little creepy when you say it out loud because you <laughs> had the forethought to face that guy out. Of the- <laughs> I mean, we, we just started watching uh you, on Netflix. Oh, all right now. Well, let's okay. let's do a contrasting comparison. Let's <laughs> let me let me get a fucking pie chart graph so that I can tell you the <laughs> subtle differences between me and the guy from fucking you. Jesus. Dude, is that not a great fucking show though? I'm surprised it is, but I'm surprised her next statement's gonna be like, so we're just getting into Dexter, and I didn't know if you were gonna start killing people too. Jesus point, Christ. That, that was kind of like <laughs> good. Okay. God. Well, we, we I, I watched appreciate it. We this watched it right before we recorded this episode. So she's, he's, dude, they're not married. They're just some guy she was dating. Yeah. So but he, but he thought, you, I'm going to phase you out of the picture. Ever since I saw you. <laughs> yeah. And it, it was hard at first through the bushes and shit like that. But eventually they, <laughs> they get like the shower window. You get a perfect view. So it was fine. <laughs> It's okay. No, it's just I saw I saw that she was a really she was a really nice nice girl and sweet. Right, right. She didn't want anything from me except half of what I would put in for her. You right. know what I'm saying? It was it was wow. just a partnership. Yeah, and I saw him and I'm like, you know, you're taking money out of her purse, you're not paying for shit, you're you're always no, you're stealing right. shit, you never have a job, you never like you don't you don't deserve that. Like that's too right high caliber for what you should be shooting it shit it's more high caliber for what i should be shooting in life but fuck it i shot a little bit higher than that guy and you know i was the next ticket that got punched at the deli counter i got to walk up and get my and get my stuff and and take it to the picnic but it just when i saw him i was like nah man you don't you're gonna you're gonna ruin this chick's life like she has way more potential than than you have in the next 60 years of your life definitely and that has something to say about the way you were raised you know, mm-hmm. work for what you get and don't be a piece of shit. Okay. We just, I mean, we're just partners, man. At the end of That's the day, it. you know, That's if it. we had kids, it changes a little bit. You have to, you do become, you have to adjust to being different types of married people with kids. I saw my brother go through it, but yeah. I think for the most part, man, you just kind of need somebody to go through the other half of the shit with. That's right. That's all 100%. it is. 100%. We're just out, we're out here for as long as we're out here, man. I just need, and you'll see life is set up to be with somebody. You'll yeah. see these guys that are single and like 35 and I'm like, dude, how the fuck are you doing it, buddy? Yeah. How are you in a fucking like apartment within a car, like all this shit, like, and you just have no one else to face the fucking troubles of life with. Like, it's too much, man. You do everything on your own. Like, that's, that sucks. 
Yeah, it's it's good to have somebody. It's good to have oh, somebody right. that like you're romantic with that you can talk to and that you can sit on a Sunday and just bullshit with and, and right. be friends with for a day. Like and if and if you're being jacked up, they'll tell you, hey, you're you know dumbass right now. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are my favorite. I love to remind her. I'm not so keen on when she has to remind me, but the yeah. times that she's she slips <laughs> up, I'm like fucking yes. But I can see when I slip up, I see the look in her eyes, like the fucking jackpot money signs hit. And every time I fuck up, she's like, oh, yeah, you knew you fucked up. Yeah. Like Let me like tell you about it parade. over and over. I'll tell you what, Kurt, Jamie had to square me away the other day, man. We we're out there working out. And I, I just my last day at work was done as the I was being a little bitch, man. I was in my fields and and I was and she got up out of the workout and just what left. I was like, damn, the boss up. move. I fucked up. So I finished my workout. And then later on, she goes, we need to talk about how you've been acting. <laughs> and I'd already. Come that realization I was being a bitch. I was like, you know, you're right. I was being a little bitch. She goes, yeah, you were. We can't survive like that. You're retired. Just it's just in, embrace it. But I cannot live with you being the way you are. I was like, won't happen oh, again. Man. Won't happen again. Yeah, you're that's right. fucking great though. That amount yeah. of clarity when you have that kind of clarity. Yeah. There's no tension. There's no. Huh. What if she finds out? What if he finds out? I can't tell her this. Oh, if I tell him this, it's it's he yeah. gets mad every time I tell her this. Yeah. I, I love when there's just that complete, like open honesty of like, hey, did you fucking leave the mayonnaise out again? Can you <laughs> knock that shit off? It's like the third yeah. fucking bottle of mayonnaise. Like I'm I'm starting, we're starting to have to fucking take a second out on the house to pay for all the goddamn <laughs> mayonnaise building up on the bottom of the trash can. <laughs> and then the other person just looks at you and goes, I'll remember next time. Like yeah. that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't fight it, did I babe? No, he didn't. And, you know, with him becoming a a retiree, he was in this like almost like I saw him going downhill, like he was going to be disgruntled and he was going to be that guy that was like, you know, I don't have any. I'll just sit around and wait for you to be home. And with my job, I was like, I can't make you happy, you know, so you're going to have to find something here. And and not sit around and wait for me to come home. You know, yeah. uh, that's what we, that's what we talked about. I agree with getting, that. It sucks getting old, Kurt. Yeah. But, but the one thing I'm trying to tell, I'm trying to tell Poppy and I'll, I'll tell you, man, cause it definitely applies to you with the service you put in Just fucking you, you did it, man. Yeah. You understand? Like you did everybody when they were younger and they started working, the first thing they thought was, Holy shit. How many more years of this until I get to stop? Cause this fucking <laughs> right. sucks. Mm-hmm. The first time you get like a full-time employee somewhere and you work that first week, you're like, oh man, I, I got to at least, there's only got to be like two more years of this shit and I'm out. <laughs> you know, you put all those years in, you gave up everything that, you know, you could have done sometimes because of something work related, or I had to go here or I had to, you got it now, man. What, what are you into? What do you want to do? Just go fucking do it. This podcast, dude. That's what I've been doing. Yep. Yeah. This is it, man. I and love it, I'm- man. I love it. I'm going to get another job. I mean, I can't, I can live, we can survive easily off of my retirement disability and her, and her, and her job, but I'm going to want to do something else eventually. So this is eight months that I really don't have time to get a job because you can't give a company eight months only because she has to transfer. Right. Eventually. Right. Right. So we'll transfer. I can't, you know, and then I'll, I'll be knee deep in getting a job then. And I'm going to start looking before then, but for right now I'm just, I'm, I'm, we're starting, we're getting, we're going to upload our video on YouTube. We're going to start our Patreon and see what goes from there. Mm-hmm. That one's good. Um, one thing I think I'm going to start doing uh, for like a YouTube account is reaction videos. I got a friend that, that got into doing reaction videos 
I don't know, let's say six months ago, and he's got it dialed in now. He put one out the other day. I mean, it's just a guy, just somebody yeah. that I know, like not anybody yeah. with any clout or following at all. And within a week, he had four and a half thousand views on one of his reaction videos, wow. and it grows every month. He's he's you know having like a two x multiply on his stuff. So I'm thinking of getting into that and kind of linking everything back to the show. Just trying to find, I'm trying to find a way for people to quickly hear about us, yeah. so that they can transfer over and check the long game. I'm hoping once he gets back in studio, we'll start doing more TikToks. And uh, I got a videographer guy that I work with at my job. And I've done a couple promos for him. So he's going to come over and shoot some TikToks in like 4K. Oh, cool. So, we're, yeah. So we're hoping to get like some actual content out there and maybe start like a YouTube channel to put reaction videos or content, beer reviews, shit like that. Anything that we can put up, you know, I want to get back to the old show, movie review, beer review, mm-hmm. fucking, you know, get into bro you all the all the like shit that we used to to tap into. We just lost touch because when we do these zoom things, it's like, all right, man, I got 30 minutes. All right. I got 30 minutes. All right, here, hang on. Right. Let's join in real quick. Let me go. I got you. All right. All right. Let's go. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm gonna be really glad to get back and spend like a couple hours together. I love that. Get into bro. You <laughs> get into so Yeah. Can, I made that. Yeah. Go where ahead. can our listeners find you? Wow. That is a great organic question. I'm so glad you asked that, man. That didn't, <laughs> that didn't come out of anywhere. That felt so natural. You can find us on, on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcast, um, not YouTube. We have a TikTok at Half Hour Bros Pod, Twitter uh, at Half Hour Bros Pod, Half Hour Bros at gmail.com. If you want any, you know, risky pictures, I guess hit me up. I don't <laughs> tell me, you know, next time you're in Macon, Georgia, I guess if you want to, if you want to meet up. Um, and that's it. We're, we'll have more content out. Um, we're definitely, we're taking on some more sponsors now. We've got some people that are, um, we're actually starting to get paid to put people's things out there. You know, you know, Podgo does it, but it's it's different the way Podgo markets yeah. it. Yep. So it's it's cool to get the first couple people. Um, a guy that sells life insurance is going to buy a month worth of ads, and then uh, I've I've got some shit sent out to a couple other companies. So it's it's good to finally grow to get enough numbers to where they see it and they're like, okay, we'll give you a couple of bucks if you say, you know, Harry's lighting and furniture for you know right. thirty seconds. Right. Yeah, man. No, y'all need to listen to this uh, podcast because it's, I mean, it's organic as hell. They unscripted and they have a great conversation, Kurt and his brother, Tom, and it's just entertaining. And usually a half hour, sometimes you go a little over, like you said, I think the last one was like 45 minutes, but still it's not very long and it's entertaining as hell. And I've loved it since probably February, March when I started listening to it. So Definitely yeah. listen to the half hour bros and their TikTok is pretty new. I remember when you were working on it and it's really good. Their TikTok's pretty legit. So definitely uh and and hopefully that. y'all start stand-up comedy yeah. next. Yeah, I'm waiting for that. <laughs> that would be cool. I'm hoping to have like a show, like a like one of those shows, like legit podcast shows where they like go on tour to like a like this is of course ultimate dream yeah. like type Florida scenario. Man do. Like oh, fucking Florida men on yeah, Florida are man. Shit, dude. I fucking hate those guys and love them so goddamn much. <laughs> it is so fucking frustrating. The yeah. numbers that they pull, the yes. content that they Florida man on or Florida men on Florida man, where they just talk about a random Florida man story with people that yeah. fucking grew up together. God yeah. damn it, man! But they're the greatest guys, though, right? That? Yes, now they're in Espanol. Amazing. Now they're, they're in Espanol, dude. <laughs> now they're in Spanish. Yeah. When I when I talked to that guy and he said he had to get 
together with the publicist to see if it could get cleared. I just lost my shit. I dropped my phone. I was like, holy fucking shit. Who the fuck are these guys? And now every show that I've been on, they're like, oh, yeah, kind of like uh, the Florida men one. And I'm like, yep. Yep. Just like those guys. Yeah. Just yeah. like those fucking guys. And they're like, you like them, though, right? Yep. Love them to death. Yeah. Biggest fucking guys on earth. Yeah, they're good, they're good dudes, man. You know, I want to fire at them with crossbows from a from a hundred yards away. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, would they be rubber? Would they be rubber arrows that don't hurt? Yes, because I love those guys. They got action figures, dude. I'm fucking out, dude. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out, man. I'm so they're so living like, and they're in a studio, and they've got yeah. their fucking like X. I listen to their music uh, that they used to put out. They were fucking good. They got all this equipment and shit like, oh, my God, man. And they tag me and stuff, too. They're the fucking yeah. sweetest guys. But God <laughs> damn, man. We talked about that one time on Twitter. Like, dude, I hate them, but I love them so much. <laughs> I just I hope a metaphorical bus just hits them. Metaphorically, <laughs> not an actual bus, not an actual bus, <laughs> but a hypothetical bus just trains right fucking through them. Love them to death. Yeah, they're good dudes. Salt, but, uh, salt of the earth. Again, uh, before we close out, man, thanks for coming on, Kurt. Dude, I can't thank you enough. You've been great. This has been a fun episode. I've enjoyed the hell out of it. You're like one of my freaking dudes, man. I love I'm I'm a, yeah. I'm yes. a fanboy right now. No, we're we're yeah, we're definitely acquaintances at this point. We're a lot more than just people who send yeah. shit over Twitter. I've seen what the background of your house looks like, so I got it now. I got it. Yeah, I'm figuring yeah. out how to find you. I'm gonna get it. I've actually still all right, so we gotta solve this. Did you ever get that Amazon? No, bro. I never fucking got it, bro. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure. All right. Okay. He promised. Right. I was going to talk shit about it, but I forgot to. Okay. And I'm, <laughs> you deserve, you have every right to talk shit about it. I am. Well, we moved. Honestly, dude, we moved since then. It took, you know, it took so fucking long. We ended up moving. Oh, like, my God. That thing was on a slow boat from fucking Singapore when I sent it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Heath has a retirement party coming up. So if y'all are looking at coming down this way on the 30th of October, yep. hit us up. I, I don't think I'll be New Orleans, but I do want to come down one day with my brother and maybe shoot it and shoot an episode. That would be that would be insane because Dude, we yeah. have uh we have tons of family down there, so it wouldn't be anything to get a trip down and no, at least stop by and catch a drink or something. Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah, definitely. If you yeah, ever come to our there, bar, come to our bar. We got a lake back there. We got plenty of land. You know, we're E14. We get fucking paid, you know? Well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You got that fuck you pod go money, man. <laughs> yeah, it's a wrap. That's a wrap, dude. I'm putting, I'm putting my non existent children through college on this pod go money. It's fucking sick. <laughs> it's the greatest thing ever. All 25 cents. Yeah. yeah. My dollar, I get an uh, ad, man. It's, it's doing it. <laughs> She said that, all that, 25 cents. Oh shit. That's, that's such an accurate. That, that dude that pulled our pocket, he didn't realize how much money goes into this shit. Yeah. It's such an accurate description. <laughs> you get paid from it though. All 25 cents of it. Yeah, yeah dude. It's 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 literally here's five bucks. Now go cut my yard, kid. Like it's literally <laughs> some fucking don't shit. Don't spend it all in one place. Yeah. Don't, don't go spend it on some fancy record player now. Get out of here. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's awful, man. But uh, but it's something though. I do like is, the fact that they were they were nice. willing to pay us before anybody else gave me anything. Right. Right. Hit me up for work before anybody wanted me to like uh, plug their stuff on yeah. something. Like they they legit they they legit took a gamble. So and we've they gotten did. a couple we've gotten a couple increases. As you yeah. did you get the thing I sent you on Twitter 
for the no, new. No, I one. did. I honestly, bro, I didn't notice it until the day when I was tweeting you. I did right I into that definitely. Any of those uh, links that your show's not on, put it on there. And I'm okay. telling you, I I am telling you, it's gone dip back down, but we hit a spike and got like fucking 400 downloads. Oh wow! Just like within like a two day period. That's that good. outside of normal downloads, it was wow. like a 400 bump. And then it's kind of trickled down a little. But when you right. add it, man, so many people just happen to click your shit because it's on like 90 different uh, streaming wow. things. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. But I appreciate so you guys having me on. Thank you. I wanted to, to get that out. Thank you. I appreciate what both of you guys do. I Thanks, appreciate man. this show. My brother appreciates this show. He uh, he it actually meant a lot to him to come on. And he uh, he really believes in the, the stuff that you guys talk about. Thanks, brother. But we're about to close out. But stick around for a couple minutes. We'll bullshit afterwards. Absolutely. So with that, we'll wish you fair, fair. winds and following seas. Mm-hmm.